You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Metres left to run, third quarter, 27.4, and we've got a breakaway. The two favourites, Plymouth Chubb the inside, just believe the outside. He's a head away and closing in. They've put eight metres on Sir Fahrenheit, then move faster Metro. Funny face, they're into the home stretch. Plymouth Chubb on the inside, still in front. Just believe keeps coming on the outside. They're going to take it right to the line. Plymouth Chubb, just believe. Plymouth Chubb, just believe. Just believe, hopes the nose in front. Just believe. As I said earlier, I reckon that was the race of the night uh, last night. Of course, Leap to Fame, it was great to see him win, albeit anxious moments, but that was a terrific contest. Even money each of two, and it came right down to the wire, Chris Barsby. Good morning. Steve, good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. Yeah, that was a, a, a ripping contest last night. Two star trotters, defending champ, just believe, prevailing, proving too good for the up-and-comer in Plymouth Chubb. Brilliant last half, and it just confirms, Steve, that he's clearly the horse to beat for this trotting series. He's the defending champ, like I said. He clean-swept last year's series in Melbourne, and he's on target to do the same thing again this year. I've been scanning the record books, and I don't think a horse has been able to go back-to-back and clean-sweep two series. So he's in rarefied air, just believe, and the way he's going right now, it's a brave man to tip away from him. And we've got the the driver in the hot seat, Greg Sugars. Good morning, Greg. Yeah, good morning, Greg. Just watching the replay and something I've always wanted to ask. Just with you know, you obviously Plymouth Chubb. You knew he got to the front. Knew a back basically in the running line, one out, one back, but back in the field. When when do you decide to sort of? You obviously made a move to go around and sit outside Plymouth Chubb. So what do you weigh up when you you're about to contemplate a move in a race? Are you looking at the sectional board and and things like that? Just take us through that if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's it's obviously very much tempo-related, so it's just, um, yeah, you're in that situation. And uh, pre-race, it's, you know, pretty much how I saw the race unfolding, that I'd have to uh, sort of get him into the open and, and make that move, um, you know, if, the, if it's, uh, the situation sort of presented itself. So just waiting for the right time for the tempo to come out the race to put the horse into it. And, um, yeah, you sort of get guided by the way the horse feels and um, the way everything's travelling around you and... Hope you get it right. Yeah, sometimes you get itchy fingers where you might want to go earlier. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Um, you know, sometimes you can be have a, uh, a one-track mind and just think, I have to go at a certain point, but the, the, the tempo isn't the right time to do it. So, yeah, you sort of got to uh, take a breath and um, just weigh everything up, really. When did you feel confident in, in that race last night, Greg? Uh, it was a brilliant back straight quarter there, 27-4. When did you feel that you had the upper hand over Plymouth Chubb? Um, yeah, basically going into the to the last corner, um, once we'd left the sort of the back straight. Um, yeah, he's he's such an amazing animal, just believe he is. I, I, don't, I honestly don't think I've ever driven a horse that... Uh, gives me as much confidence as what he does, um, just the way he travels in the run. And uh, I sort of thought, you know, he naturally just quickened himself and sort of levelled up with Plymouth Chubb um, going into that uh, final turn. So at that point in time, I, I sort of thought, I think I'm travelling better than the, the leader here. And, um, yeah, he felt very, very strong right to the line. So, yeah, he's just an amazing animal. And, um, 
just an absolute pleasure to be partnered with him. Just at the start of that race, as they were coming out of the pre-race circle, Plymouth Chubb put in a couple of rough ones. Gallop, you you obviously had a, a bird's eye view of him making that break. So, did at any stage did you start to think about Plan B, C, and D? Uh, I did for for a moment there. I sort of thought, oh well, if he's out the way, that uh, probably makes life a lot easy for me. But. Um, uh, also, on uh, the opposite of that, I sort of thought this might just change the complexion of the race, just the first couple of hundred metres, and it it may have made it slightly more difficult to, to get my fella into the clear. So it was a bit of a um, mixed emotion, sort of, uh, you know, two or three seconds there, which I thought, oh, I'm happy he's out the way, but uh, this uh, this might have to actually work against me. But um, obviously, he got, he got going in time and uh, filled his position, and, uh, yeah, away they went. All right. Uh, so with two heats down, you've won both. Um, how, how does he feel at this stage of the series, Just Believe? Uh, yeah, incredible. Um, he he settled in so well up here um, since making the journey up and, you know, sort of hasn't missed a beat. So, um, yeah, now he's had those couple of runs under his belt. He, he should be pretty much um, in peak condition now uh, moving into the, to the final round and... Um, yeah, hopefully then progressing on, obviously, to the final uh, trouble-free. All right. What's the mindset like for you guys with Just Believe? The fact that he clean-swept last year, he's perfect so far, two for two. He comes up with a good draw for the final round of heats on Saturday night. Does anything change? Does the pressure start to mount? Uh, no, not really. Nothing sort of changing. Um, still very much, you know, eyes on the prize of, of winning the final. It's it's wonderful to go through undefeated, and you know it was last year. But uh, we still sort of went into the last year's final thinking, yeah, we've done great so far. But it doesn't mean a hell of a lot at the end of the day if we don't get the job done when it really counts. So we're still very much in that mindset that um, of you know managing the horse, looking after him, to having him at his very best come grand final night. Um, it's a very different feeling this year, even though he he you know did clean sweep the series last year going into the final he was still had a few people a few doubters i suppose and um you know there wasn't quite the expectation on him than what there is this time around so uh yeah that's a little bit different um but you know we're just focusing on we still have a job to do and we've got to do it to the best of our ability were you one of the doubters last year were you sort of just you know just thinking oh i'm not sure if we can keep pushing it and uh you know he, he come out and did the job so just the difference from last year to this year. What, what's the the biggest change with Just Believe? Um, no, I, I firstly I wasn't wasn't a doubter last year. Obviously, the the draw was sort of against the, us going into that um, into that final last year, and now you know a few of our main dangers drew very very well. But um, yeah, Jess and I just had the utmost confidence in, in our horse, and we thought we've got the you know probably the best stayer in the series last year, and. Um, and you know, I think that's still still the same this time around. So um, the horse himself, I think he seems to be racing uh, well. You know, he raced so well last time around, but I think since he's come back from Sweden and um, and had a break, he's he seems to be a better horse. You know, off the track, um, just the way he's going about things, uh, he just seems seems to be you know a, a complete package of a racehorse right now and um and obviously racing you know extremely well as well so um yeah we're we're we're, we're going into the series um, the final final round and and obviously into the final um yeah still full of confidence
Yeah, rightly so. Uh, he's a seven-year-old, still lightly raced. He's been perfectly managed all the way through his career. He's got a one-in-three strike rate, 21 wins from 63 starts. As a trotter, he's still fairly young, so is there a possibility that there's another level to, to reach with Just Believe? Um, I'd like to say yes, but... Yeah, it's uh, when they're sort of um, yeah racing this well and you know performing at such a high standard that it's, uh, it's um, yeah it's hard to say that you know there can be any more from him. But um, as we know, he's um, you know by a, a European uh, stallion in Orlando Vici, and uh, you know they seem to be getting better as they get older, and uh, which is very much the European way. So who knows? Um, yeah, 12 months time, he he may be. Uh, slightly better horse than what he is now, which will be uh, bloody exciting. Yeah, too, right. Uh, Saturday night, so he draws gate three, 2680, so that, that's his wheelhouse. The longer, the better. He's a great stayer, as you outlined. But you come up against another unbeaten trotter through this series in Olivici. So, again, it's going to be another strong challenge. Absolutely. Um, you know, none of these races are easy at this level. Um, and yeah, Olivici, he's uh, he's really coming of age. And you know, Chris Lang, he, he's stabled here at Shannon Prices with me, so he's only a few stables away. And Chris himself is uh, he's probably listening into this interview right now. So <laughs> be careful what I say. Uh, but we know we're having we're having good fun, having good banter uh, amongst ourselves. And um, yeah, he's doing a wonderful job. You know, Chris has had a very high opinion of this horse and has looked after him extremely well. He's very lightly raced and. Um, he just continues to improve, and I think this series will really make a horse like him. And I wouldn't be surprised if, um, you know, like like Just Believe, um, in, in another 12 or 18 months' time, um, he's going to be a real serious horse, uh, which he already is. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here. You can only pick one, and one only. Who's the biggest danger for Just Believe in ID 23 with a grand final just around the corner? Ooh. Yeah, tough one. Um, Got to respect Plymouth Chubb, um, even though, you know, sort of we had the water on him last night. Um, he's still probably on the up for mine. Um, and he's, uh, you know, apart from his little skip in the score up the other day, he's a very reliable trotter, generally speaking. Um, you know, Peter Manning is a is a wonderful trainer. He um, knows what it takes to win at, at, at the top level and he's got great gate speed when he draws well. So, um yeah, I'm keeping a close eye on him, that's for sure. All right. Let's talk about your pacer now, Better Eclipse. He was a first-round winner last night. He went under, but far from disgrace. Were you shocked that a horse was able to come from behind you, given the sectionals that were run, and was able to, to pip you last night? Um, yeah, yes and no. I know he's a very fast horse, Narano, uh, um, when he gets the cold tip. But I just thought, again, he did a little bit of work early, as did did my fella so I thought maybe that'd be uh, enough uh, for us to hang on but um, yeah look uh, sitting sitting parked and getting home in you know in 26-1 um, I don't think my fella can go any better than that so we certainly didn't come away disappointed and um, yeah the winner was just uh, too good on the night. Yeah well you've got home in 26 flat Narano's popped a 25-6-5 last quarter so th there's not much more you can do is there? No exactly right no it's uh and it just shows, um, you know, the, at this level of racing, there's, uh, there's very little between winning and losing. Um, and, and draws and luck and running are so vital. Um, yeah, there's, there's, I think the series is, uh, has now shown with you know, two rounds of heats down that it's, it's probably far more open than, um, than what it looked on paper uh, coming into night one.
Yeah, I, I tend to agree with that. So Saturday night, again, you've got another tough draw. I tell you what, he's due for a, a draw, so hopefully that comes in the grand final. You've got gate 10. You've got to take on the New Zealand Cup winner in Swayze, who's got gate 1. So how does this race set up for you at this early stage? Yeah, interesting um, interesting sort of draw there. Uh, I don't know if the one is probably the best draw for Swayze. Um, you know, there, there could be a, a horse or two there that may look to um, to burn him off at the start. But he, uh, I was very impressed with his run um, last night. Even though he was beaten, he, he seemed to uh, just labour a little bit on the turn. But he was very strong to the line and... And we know how strong a stayer he is, and she's proven time and time again, especially in the New Zealand Cup. So um, the long trip will really suit him. But I think he's horse. He's a free-running horse, and he needs to be out and going. So, um, yeah, the draw is very interesting. Um, obviously, I'll take no part in the in the early tactics, and we'll just be guided by tempo again. And, um, you know, the main thing is uh, that we sort of get a pretty trouble-free run and, and don't knock him, my fella around too much. And... Uh, and hope we can get him to back up um, in a week's time. All right. Has he come through last night well? Better Eclipse? Yeah, very bright. Um, ate up everything overnight and was very bright out in the paddock this morning. So, yeah, we're very happy um, with his condition as well. I'll tell you what, Team Lara J, you and Jess, uh, you'd be loving Queensland. Your strike rate up here between last year's Carnival and so far during ID23, it's enormous. Yeah, we've had a, had a fair bit of luck up here, so... Um, you know, it uh, just uh, spurs us on for hopefully making uh, future trips. All right. Well, tell me this. Uh, we've got the end of Dominion back in 2026. If you could make a change, you'd take it out of the hot summer and place it somewhere else on the calendar? Um, yes and no. I don't mind the heat too much. Uh, being a, uh, an Adelaide boy growing up there, that I'm used to the, the, the hot conditions. Um, just Believe probably disagrees with that. <laughs> He's, he... Uh, he, he thinks winter's too hot for him, so, um, yeah, but it doesn't seem to be uh, affecting him in any way, shape or form. But um, if you can keep the storms away like we had on uh, night one, um, that would be greatly appreciated. <laughs> All right, we'll do our best. Hey, Greg, really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside Saturday night. No worries at all. Thank you. Greg Sugar's joining us uh, on Mobile Rolling. I said one day, Chris, will get uh, Ryan Spice on the t same time so we can say Sugars and Spice. But just, <laughs> just back to Ryan Spice, I've got, to, I've got to give credit where credit is due. He, he liked that horse, Gus. It ran the race of its life there uh, yeah. and probably did more work than Queen Elida and wasn't beaten far. Of course, she was beaten in the second, but um, big performance. Yeah, he, he was enormous, and, and the, the, the rap has always been there for, for Gus. They bought this horse, uh, I think, following two starts in New Zealand, came across with huge expectations, and, and Steve, he's only lightly raced. I think he's only had about a dozen lifetime starts, and there he was last night taking up uh, taking it up to the best trotting mare in the, the, the Southern Hemisphere in Queen Elida, and he's gone enormous. He ran his last mile in 155.7 last night, and uh, he was doing so so much work. So Saturday night's going to be interesting for him because he's got gate seven and we're stepping up to 2,600. So it was interesting last night. My ultimate Eddie made that early break, which probably just exposed him to a bit of open space. And I think that's why he sort of half took charge last night. So now that he has taken charge and he's had that big adrenaline rush, does he become a little bit of a, a handful on Saturday night at the long trip 
or do they just try and pop him on a helmet straight away and get him to relax again? But last night, he, he showed his true potential. He was enormous in defeat, running third. Imagine if Gus can win a final. At the top of the lane, he's still clear by over five metres. Pete said so to the outside. Then Swayze, future assured, can't find a better man. Speak the truth in front. Speak the truth holding on. Find the truth. Speak the truth. Speak the truth strong, beating Pete said yeah, Shannon Price and her next guest. It was in the sulky there, Chris. Yeah, Adam Sanderson joins us now, so I'm keen to get his thoughts about Speak the Truth last night. He was able to beat Pete Sedso and the New Zealand Cup winner Swayze. He brought about this winning sequence last night. Swayze was chasing, what, 11 on the bounce there last night. Speak the Truth too strong and the fastest time out of the heat winners last night. Adam, good morning. Morning, Chris. He's a serious animal, this guy, isn't he? Oh, yeah, yes, he is. Um, ever since he sort of down on the track he's always um always been you know top liner so it was good for him to um you know step up and and have everyone take notice last night just outside the track record which was recently broken leap to fame at 151.7 your guys speak the truth 51.9 so he's just such a powerful horse yeah especially when he, he's in front he, i don't think he's been beat when he's in front he, he loves just to roll along at the you know strong sectionals and, and get get others out of that comfort zone and that's what he done last night. How was he feeling and how are you feeling passing the quarter and then in the home straight? You had Pete said so starting to close, Swayze was deeper out. Were you confident that, that you know, he'd keep going and find the line? Yeah, no, he, he felt awesome down the back and, um, you know, he always sort of goes through a little little flat spot but um, last night he, you know, he, he didn't seem to and he, and he was strong and... Um, I was sort of holding him back. I was sort of worried about um, Pete said so, and I, I, I sort of thought Swayze was still three fence. When I looked around early, he was still on the fence, and I, I sort of got a surprise when he he was popping up three wide. So I, I sort of made a you know go for home at the 400 and make him work a bit. So um, you know it paid out in our favour. Mm. So crucial to get that victory last night. He gained maximum points, which really boosted his uh, his spot on the leaderboard. It just takes that little bit of pressure off now that he's been able to get those uh, points in the bank. Yeah, that was the key last night. You know, we drew good and, you know, as a, this run the first night was I thought was terrific. But, um, you know, if he can run as good as he likes. But if you know, haven't got the points, then, then we won't be there. But um, uh, that was key last night. It takes a bit of pressure off for that final night too. All right. Well, looking ahead, Saturday night, we're up to the 26.80. Firstly, that, that, that just seems to be his wheelhouse. The longer, the better. I think so. You know, he hasn't he hasn't raced over it yet, but um, he's given me every indication that um, you know the, the longer the trips will be, the, the better he'll be. Have you had a quick look at this field for Saturday night? Narano, a heat winner last night, drawn one. You're in three, and then you've got Turn It Up in five. Yeah, you know, Turn It Up off the front line. You know, that's it's inevitable what happens there. So um, we'll we'll just have to play it by ear. But um, you know, as I say, the pressure's off. We don't have to be uh, doing too much and. Um, it sort of looks like it might be one of the weaker heats, but obviously Nerano was terrific last night. And if, if, if he sort of closed his sniper like he was, um, he's going to be hard to hold out to. All right. Well, a couple of hypotheticals then. Uh, with this race on Saturday night, every chance turn it up leads and then you roll around, take over. That would be ideal because essentially that's putting Nerano one spot further back. So that would be perfect. But if he's able to hold up and then releases you... How worried would you be if you've got a horse like Nerano? Like, he's run home in 25.65 last night, Nerano. So, would Speak the Truth be able to hold off Nerano? 
Uh, look, it's it's one of those things. I, I wouldn't want him to be on my back, but um, you know, if he is, you know, um, I'm sure I'm sure he'll definitely um, you know give us some some chase. And he, he was terrific last night to be to reel off the section. Was off the fence and, and and sort of went quite easy too. Was um, you know it was sort of eye opening really how fast he actually is. So he's definitely not one uh, you'd want on your back, but. And saying that it's uh, it's going to take a good effort to hold out, uh, you know, um, turn it up out of the gate. All right, I'm keen to get your thoughts on Leap to Fame. He was the other heat winner last night, along with yourself and Narano. What did you make of Leap to Fame last night? Yeah, I thought he was, you know, terrific again. He he had to, um, yeah, he got shuffled back early and done a lot of work to get around. And um, I, I would have said his last mile was was pretty strong without without sort of knowing. Know, the full full extent of it, but um, you know he was good and he, he sort of looked like he only he only done what he was what he needed to. All right, is this pacing series still open? Is the barrier draw going to play a crucial role here, or is Leap to Fame clearly the horse to beat in your eyes? I think Leap to Fame has the has the all round game to um, you know to be favourite, but as I say, the the barrier draws are, are going to be crucial, and it's um, you know we've seen in the Black of Vegas. If Swayze, you know, gets to the front, or in the New Zealand Cup as well, if he gets to the front, he's near impossible to chase down. So um, it's very open, I think. Obviously, the barrier draws are going to be key. All right. Well, that's the pacing side for you. What about the trotting series? Van Sank, uh, fourth on night one, seventh last night. Is Are you happy? Are you frustrated? What's the vibe with Van Sank for you? He's actually racing terrific. He's, um, you know, his first, first night was probably... Not ideal, but um, you know he, he still raced well. And then last night, I, I thought he was probably the best he'd gone in you know six months. And he, he was terrific in the line off off strong sectionals, and um, he, he just keeps drawing bad and, and getting back. He's you know what what you see is what you get with him. He he can't do work, and he's relying on luck. So um, unfortunately, it's just not coming his way at the moment. All right, to back up what you just said, then he ran the quickest last quarter last night, so he actually really attacked the line. Yeah, he felt he felt terrific last so night. He, he, you know, he felt strong, warming up, and and even in the run, he, you know, we were probably just a spot further back than we we wanted to be, and um, we just sort of had to come wide off, you know, off a half, last half and fifty-five. It's near impossible, and you know, for him to get as close as he did, I thought, um, you know, I thought he was awesome. All right, Saturday night, he's got gate two, but the downside, you've got just believe three, Olavici in five, so it doesn't get any easier. But can he run top four here? I think he can if he posses up sort of close enough. It's just going to be, um, you know, he hasn't raced over, you know, the maximum distance for a long time, and um, it's probably not in his wheelhouse. But in saying that, the way, he, um, you know, the way he's feeling at the moment, I think we might be able to get away with it if we can, um, you know, settle handy without doing any work. All right, but you're happy, man, at the moment, right now. With speak the truth. Yeah, really happy. You know, after his first night, he, he felt, you know, big and strong, and then again last night he stepped up again and. At this time, and he just feels like uh, you know the more complete horse. He, he, he switched on, and he feels stronger again. So um, you now she's all, all go for the for final night, and then hopefully we're in the final, and um, you know we'll, we'll, we'll give them something to chase. That's for sure. Awesome. Hey Adam, really appreciate the time. We'll see you trackside. Lovely. Thanks, Chris. There's Adam Sanderson joining us, Steve, and we're about to chat with young Angus Garrard because I'm sure. 
He's just loving life right now. The series has been enormous for him. Uh, he's had a number of drive paces and trotters. He's got classy Washington Sir Fahrenheit for his dad, Darren. We spoke with Darren last week prior to the series commencing. And he's also the driver for Manila Playboy. And as it stands right now, all three are looking fairly safe about securing their spot in the big grand finals coming up on Saturday week, December 16. Angus Garrard joins us now. Angus, good morning. Morning, Chris. Is this series going above your expectations? Yeah, it certainly is. Um, certainly it's a massive thrill so far. Hopefully we can keep rolling for the last two nights. All right. What's been the best part for you going into ID23 and the results so far? Um, oh, it's probably hard to say the best part. It's just really satisfying to have sort of three horses that look like they can make the final sort of this point as long as they race sort of up to how they have on the last night, you know. So um, looking forward to that final night. Hopefully we can um, at least be in there with a shot. All right. Let's talk about last night firstly. Uh, Manila Playboy, who ran around in uh, heat six. This was race three. Narano beat uh, Better Eclipse, turn it up. Manila Playboy was fifth. How good a run was that from Manila Playboy? 27-6, 26-1, and he's hit the line. Like, he's taking ground off those horses in front of him. You must have been thrilled. Yeah, super, Chris. Um, yeah, he feels as good as he ever has. You know, he, he came his last half and I think, 53-4 and 25-6. and six, So, can't go much better than that off the track. And he, he really found the line good. So, um, all the signs are really good with him. He seems to be handling the racing really well. All right, Saturday night, twenty six eighty. What are the expectations? Uh, I don't think the distance is a concern at all. I think he'll handle that fine. But um, you know, obviously the draw is not ideal, and he's in a sort of a pretty tough heat there with uh, Leap to Fame and a couple of other ones. So um, you know, positioning in the run is going to be obviously crucial. But if he can find the right spot, he can be there amongst the money again. You're a smart young man. Are you doing the sums? What are you looking at? Where does he need to finish to sort of guarantee himself a spot? Oh, I'm not sure. Sort of too sure, to be honest, Chris. I haven't had a real good look yet. But, um, yeah, I'd like to think if we can sort of finish in the first half of the field, we'd be pretty safe, I would have thought. All right. Let's talk about uh, the, the family's horses. Classy Washington. Uh, he was fourth last night behind Leap to Fame. He was making ground um, and running past a horse like Hot and Treacherous in the home straight, 28, 26-4, so a 54-4 closing half. He's thriving. Yeah, that's right. He's um, he, he just keeps stepping up every time we put a new challenge in front of him. He seems to just rise to the occasion and go that bit better. He was super again last night. You know, I, I worked him pretty hard off the arm to get forward and he was three and four wide all the way around the first turn and... 36 lead time, so um, you know, he worked hard early and to still come off a horse like Cotton Treacherous and run by him was uh, pretty exciting. Yeah, he's one of very few horses at Albion Park that can handle that last turn wide and, and make ground. Yeah, he seems to be, Chris. He's, um, he's really improved, you know, his speed's really stepped up lately. I sort of it was the one thing I wasn't sort of sure of coming into this series, whether he'd have enough sort of change-up speed to go with some of these, but he seems to have just got better and just sort of found it racing these better horses, so it's really good to see.
All right. Well, speaking of challenges for Classy Washington, he probably faces his uh, ultimate test here on Saturday night. Final heat. He's drawn gate seven, and you've got Swayze drawn one. Better Eclipse off the second row. This will be a challenge, this one. Yeah, that's right. It's tough, and it's his first look at the 2,600 metres, too. So um, not that I think that'll worry him at all. He seems to relish getting out over the trip. So um, it probably doesn't look a bad heat for him, to be honest. You know, there's those couple of good ones, you know, Swayze and... Uh, better eclipse are right at the top of the tree but it looks pretty open sort of below that so if we can find a nice spot with him I think he can probably run first five again Okay, that will get him into the final Yeah, I would have thought so Alright, well, fingers crossed there for Classy Washington. And I mentioned last week with your dad as well there's a great ownership group involved with Classy Washington. They, they would be loving this right now Yeah, they're having a ball, you know, um He's taken us on a really good ride so far this horse and we were sort of stoked to even get in the heat and come out and run second first night and then run a really nice fourth again last night. Everyone's just over the moon, you know. Yeah, and um, rightly so. He's going super. What about the trotter, Sir Fahrenheit? He's another one that's uh, right in the mix for, you know, securing his place in the final. He was narrowly beaten on first on the first night and then last night fourth behind Just Believe Plymouth Chubb. What was the takeaway from last night? That was a blistering last half and he probably got left flat-footed like a lot of other horses behind those two stars. So what was the takeaway last night? Oh, we were still wrapped in his run, Chris. Um, it's probably not really his go sort of sitting up and dashing half like that anyway. So, um, you know, there's probably never been a trotter run a half like uh, Plymouth Chubb and Just Believe did around Albion Park last night. So he, he still ran his last half in sub-56, which is probably as good as he's ever gone. And picked up good points again, and he was still getting through the line pretty good as well. So um, we certainly couldn't complain about his run. All right. So Saturday night, he's got Barrier 1 again, 2680. You've got Queen Elida, Mufasa Metro, Plymouth Chubb to your outside. So it, it's a it's a strong heat, a deep heat, but can he run top four there? Yeah, I think he can. You know, he should get a good enough trip again and um, hopefully over the 26 um, should suit him. They probably won't be dashing a half in sort of 55 or quicker, so... Um, hopefully he can he's the same if he can run first five again and um, you know look forward to the final hopefully we get a nice cosy draw there mm. just nice to have a heat where you don't have to run into just believe like you have so far yeah that's right that's right he's just on another planet that horse you know mm. cruises up the back in 27 like a pacer <laughs> it's a very good point um, so as it stands just believe he's the the horse to beat for the trotters what about the pacers is leap to fame still the horse to beat I think he is, Chris. Um, obviously, it's going to come down to Barry draw, but in, in saying that, I was saying last night, you know, um, those sort of those top few seeds in the paces, they've had really tough trips. So um, it's going to be interesting to see how they come through into Saturday night and then a week later. So they're certainly going to have to be good because they've all sort of had to earn it in the heats. All right. One question I'm keen to ask you, um, just with this series, and you've been faultless so far. Are you going in with a, an open mind here? Uh, are you taking all the advice from trainers, from your dad, from Shane Fraser, with these three horses, or are you just driving what's in front of you? Oh, look, we... Um, Dad and I sort of don't discuss 
too much about the race. We sort of might have a little chat about what we what I think um, where we're going to be or whatever like that. But um, and Shane and I sort of will have a quick discussion, you know, just see what we think is going to happen. But most of the time, I just sort of got to drive what's in front of me. You know, things can change in these sort of races, and um, yeah, we've just sort of got to drive what plays out and. Um, see, like, try and put ourselves in the best spot to earn as many points as you can. Mm. But you're loving this challenge, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, it's great. Um, you know, I was really looking forward to it before the series and, um, you know, it's it sort of lived up to everything I've expected it to be. All right. Well, next week you've got another uh, little bonus coming your way because you will represent Queensland in the Australasian Young Drivers Championship. So are you looking forward to going up against the best that's available throughout the Southern Hemisphere? Yeah, really keen. Um, it's going to be a super fun week and meet some new people and uh, hopefully it will be really enjoyable and hopefully we can um, get some points on the board and hopefully go close there as well. Yeah, well, be a nice week uh, if you're in the mix to, to win that title and then have two drives, one in the pacing final, one in the trotting final. That, that, that That's a hell of a series for you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It'd be, um, it'd be something I sort of never expected, that's for sure. Hey, you're doing a great job. Keep up the great work. We'll see you trackside. No worries. Thanks, Chris. There's Angus Garrard. He's only 20 years of age, uh, Steve, and uh, he's he's driving like a man possessed right now. So those horses, he might have a challenge to make. I didn't want to put it on him this morning about, you know, picking Glassy Washington or Manila Playboy. We'll just see if they can qualify firstly. But uh, he's in a great spot and he's giving them every chance. So it's going to be very interesting this Saturday night to see if they can stand their silver ticket for the big dance the following week. Pretty exciting, isn't it, Chris? Mm, very much so. All right, Darren Clayton's with us. Darren, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. That will be a tough decision to make if it does come down to it, but uh, mm. it'll be, you know, a good decision to make, um, you know, only at that age and you've got a choice of an Inter-Dominion final drive, not, um, you know, deciding which one you're going to go with. Yeah. So as it stands, um, what was the main takeaway for you last night, night two? Um... Yeah, well, leap to fame. He had to earn it, that's for sure. He probably, um, th I thought he was just going to amble up a and go on by. So I think you can take out of that that our money rocks is going absolutely super through the series. It was a good third in the first round and he's backed that up with, um, you know, nearly pulled off a coup there by leading them all the way. So it um, shows that he's got a bit of versatility as well. Um from the from the trotters, um, just believe he's going to be mighty hard to beat. Um, the big run was Gus. Uh, interesting in your call that uh, you know you said no lead there, but um, Chantel Turpin she wasn't taking no for an answer and just kept forcing the issue till Chris Alford sort of had to let it go. And um, that was super time they've run there in that heat heat four. Uh, and Gus, he held on for third, big run there. So, and importantly, he's got good points, and um, looking likely now that he'll he'll make it through to the final way those points have sort of played out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so as it stands, Leap to Fame is uh, unbeaten in the two heats so far. So he's at the top of the leaderboard, 29. Nerano, 26. Better Eclipse, 26. Swayze, 24. Future Assured, 22. Classy Washington, 19. Turn It Up, 19. Speak The Truth, 19. Manila Playboy, 18. Pete Said So, 18. Spirit of St. Louis, 17. Our Money Rock, 16. 
And then we uh, look at Kanina Provlima on 15. So uh, plenty of Queenslanders there. We've got Leap to Fame, Future Assured, Classy Washington, Turn It Up, Speak the Truth, Manila Playboy. So... Things are looking good for the locals as far as the trotters. Just Believe, Olivici, they're unbeaten so far. Two heat wins, 28 apiece. Plymouth Chubb, 25. Queen Elida at 22. Mufasa Metro, 20. Sir Fahrenheit, 18. Gus, 15. Funny Face, 15. Majestic Lavros, 14. The Best Bourbon, 11 with Van Sank. So, again, there's plenty of opportunities there for Queenslanders to force their way into the grand final coming up on Saturday week. Um, one of the big lowlights, if you could call it that, for the, the pacing series, Rock and Roll Do. Uh, he had a really torrid trip last night off the bad gate, gate seven, but, uh, he, you know, his series is over. Um, it's disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, it is. When, especially when you you see a horse of the caliber of Rock and Roll do like we know how good he he can be, and um, he just had to do a mountain of work there last night, and um, it was just too hard. I'd, you know, it'd be, it'd be tough for any horse to to be able to to have the run that he had and still be fighting at the finish. So, um, as it stood, that time. Um, was only 0.2 outside Leap to Fame's track record set two weeks ago in the um, Queensland Cup. So they've gone 151.9, so that's a big run from Speak the Truth. But uh, he's given no favours again, in, even though his series is now done in terms of a final. He's copped another wide gate on Saturday night. So, yeah, very disappointing for Michael Stanley to, um, you know, coming into this series with a, a real live hope and, um, you know, it just hasn't worked out, unfortunately. All right, so you've scanned the fields for Saturday night. Uh, which heat are we most looking forward to in the eyes of Darren Clayton? I'm looking forward to the Trotters heat. Uh, the two, the only two undefeated runners go head-to-head, Olivici and Just Believe. So um, I certainly think that's going to be a good highlight, perhaps a good warm-up for the, the following week in the final because... You've got Just Believe in gate three. You've got Olivici in gate five. Um, really clever drive from Chris Lang last night just to, to sit back and watch watch things unfold and then just come with the, the one run over the top of them. But um, that, that'll be a really good contest, Just Believe. Um, he's in rare air. And uh, Greg Sugar's possibly looking at um, becoming the first ever driver to drive three successive trotting into Dominion winners. Mm. And that stat that I was looking up earlier as well, I, I, I couldn't find. And the, the series has changed. They've, they've poked and prodded uh, over a fair period of time now with the trotters, uh, different lead-up races or qualifying races, you know, two heats. We've got three heats here. But this is going to be a, a remarkable effort if he can go through this series unbeaten just like he did last year down in Melbourne. Yeah, absolutely. To um, to, to get through... I guess six heats and then two finals, so it'll effectively be eight successive inter Dominion victories. So, uh, you know, th- that's a wonderful effort, and uh, it just shows this horse, since he's been under Jess, Ch- Jess and uh, Greg under their Lara J Farm banner, has yet to miss, uh, apart from his uh, Scandinavian trip, obviously, but in Australia, he's yet to miss a top three. In, in, mm. uh, I think he's up to about 16 or 17 starts now. It's unbelievable, and um, he just he just goes about his business. He's pretty laid back. He does what he has to, and and he goes back and 
sort of puts the head down and away we go again. All right. Well, he's a dollar fifty for the uh, the trotting grand final, uh, the futures market, and as far as the paces, leap to fame a dollar eighty five. Uh, are you happy to be on both, or are you shopping elsewhere? Um, I'd, at this stage, I'd be happy to be on both, but um, I think that's a short quote when you look at what can happen with the barrier draws. Um, you know, you've only got to look at Swayze last night in that. Um, you know, he really struggled getting into the race and uh, over the 2100 and um, he was off the pegs in plenty of time. He was off the pegs within probably the first 600 metres. So it's not like he was held up at, at any point really and uh, he just couldn't get to speak no truth. So, um, speak the truth, sorry. Um, so, you know, he gets gate one this Saturday night over the 2600 and there's a fair chance there'll be quite a few of them wanting to have an early crack and, and perhaps get across and he gets buried away again, you know, it shows that barrier draws are so vital. Yeah, no doubt. Let's have a look at uh, the, the heats for Saturday night. Just quickly, Tab, we've got the markets up as well. So uh, heat aid for the Pacers, which is race one. Narano 215, speak the truth, 270 and turn it up at $6. Is that about right in your eyes? Uh, yeah, I thought Nerano perhaps might be a little bit longer than that, purely off the fact if Turn It Up gets across, well, Turn It Up will likely hand over at the 2600. That could put Nerano in a spot of bother. Um, you know, just the early mapping there is a little bit of a concern, but I, I certainly think if he gets the right trip, the way he's finished the, the two rounds of heats off so far, um, he's going to be coming home with a wet sail for sure. All right, Heat 9, Swayze $1.30, Better Eclipse $3.70, Tim's a Trooper $8.50. Yeah, again, it's probably short enough if he doesn't have the speed off the arm to hold the front. And, you know, like I say, there could be a few chancing their arm just purely off the fact of, you know, if we get in front of him, you know, we lock him away and that's one more less to worry about because if he gets locked away, well... Um, better Eclipse off the second line is probably right in it then and outside of those it's um, they're all battling to, to take their best shot. Alright, leap to fame. Heat 10, $1.18. Pete said so, six fifty. Um, that's short enough for gate 7 over the 2600 especially after we saw um, how, he, how he took getting to the line there last night. I still think he wins that heat. I still think he can win the final. But like I say, I don't think there's any, any value to be had in those prices so far out. Good run, Pete said so last night. But um, he was probably entitled to run over the top of Speak the Truth with the trip he had. All right, the uh, the Trotters, Heat 6, we've got Queen Elida, favourite again, $1.55. Chubby's at $3 and Mufasa Metro, $6. I thought Mufasa Metro was good last night. Um, he can take a really good early look here, I think, and, and try to get to the front again. And, um, you know, he'd be tucked in behind. And Queen, the Queen, well, she's she had it tough last night. Um, she probably had a chance round one, but she was she had, to, she had to dig in last night. Probably got a little bit of a headache this morning with uh, the way Gus stared her down for so long. So uh, if she comes through that all right, it might just... Um, you know, she'll be there, but uh, really looking forward to that that heat. Actually, both heats of the trotters, so yeah, yeah. see what see what happens there. All right, and heat seven, just believe a dollar twenty Olivici at five. Yeah, I think of all those heats where we've got the odds on 
favourites. I think Just Believe is the is the better. Like I think if you look at Just Believe as a dollar twenty shot and Leap to Fame as a one dollar eighteen shot, um, I think Just Believe is is by far and away a, a far stronger winning chance than Leap to Fame. All right. So as it stands, you said that Just Believe Greg Sugars are chasing three straight into the Minion trotting grand final victories. Yeah, and so of course he, yeah, he drove Maori Law uh, two yeah. years ago and then Just Believe last year. And then Jason Grimson, on the other hand, with the pacing side, he's chasing three straight uh, pacing grand final victories as a trainer. Yeah, that's right. That, that has been achieved, but he would be the first to achieve it with three different horses, which would be quite an achievement. Yeah, well, he's going to have two horses qualified. Narano sits second with 26 points. Swayze, he's fourth with 24. So it's been a uh, a remarkable uh, ride there, no doubt about it. Hey, we're racing at Redcliffe tonight. Uh, give us a, a, a tip or two there. We've got 10 races. We start at 5.22. Where do we find your best bet? Yeah, I'm really keen in race five, horse four, English Dance. He's been going around at Albion Park of late. Uh, against much stronger opposition than what he meets here and from tougher tougher barriers. So I think he gets back to Redcliffe, which is ideal for him. And uh, like I say, down in class, I think, from gate four, I think he's too strong. Race five, horse four, English dance. 3.40 with Tab right now. Is there anything else on the card you fancy? Yeah, one race earlier. We go race four, uh, number four, Sporting Rage, another one that look has been racing at Albion Park and in tougher company, and uh, he can do it tough, this horse, too, so it won't worry them if they have to sit parked because there is a little bit of speed to his inside, but uh, I thought he gets every opportunity for Nathan Dawson and Sean Grimsey, 4-4, Sporting Rage. 2.25 with Tab. Have you marked a quaddy? Yeah, so we can put English Dance one out in that first leg. Really keen on him. The second leg, I thought's a, a case in two. My Girl Mandy, number two. Um, probably just been a little bit up and down, but this is certainly her chance. Throwing number eight, Aqua Cruiser. Um, he's been racing really consistently of late from bad gates. Again, cops another one. Uh, race seven, the third leg. Uh, I've got number seven on top. Heavenly Wisdom, she should get the ideal trip here and prove hard to beat. Um, I think number one, Shalom Simon, can certainly run a cheeky race from there, so we'll just throw him in as well, one and seven. And in the final leg, race eight. I thought this was a bit of an open one. Um, there's been a bit of early support um, for number two, Let's Get Shorty, but uh, I've actually don't even have him in my numbers, so I'm playing wide there. Four, Vermont on top. I thought a way overnight can go close to winning again. Tacker's last dance is the run on horse, and if they go silly, we're well, feeling the power won't be too far away. So four, five, eight, and nine in an open last leg. All right, so that's four into two and eight, into one and seven, into four, five, eight, and nine. So... Nice and simple, uh, $16 for the quaddy tonight. Best bet, race five, number four, English Dance. He's at 340 right now with Tab. 4-4, Sporting Rage at 225 is the other good bet to be had. Hey, Darren, appreciate the time this morning. Looking forward to the chat on Friday morning when we preview night three. Yeah, there's plenty to go through between now and then too.